Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me a special guest, Paul Beam, uh, founder and on-the-board director for the True North Man Ministries, also former Marine Corps uh, veteran. Uh, I actually, I think I met you through, I want to say Pedro Manis, who uh, the Way of the Modern Beast uh, podcast, and I'm also in your group on Facebook. Um, but for people that don't know you, Paul, tell us a little bit about your ministry and your your background, what you do. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, Joe, for inviting me on as a guest. Uh, uh, you know, I trust that we'll be able to provide some value here with the uh, with your guests, uh, with your listeners. And, uh, yeah, it's an, it's an honor to be here. It's always an honor to be invited on the show. So yeah, uh, founded true North man and man camp back in 2015 and 2016. The, the idea from the very beginning was just to give men, uh, exactly what I needed. And I felt many other men needed, which was an opportunity to be around a group of other men that, uh, were on, on, a similar journey, right? Uh, to, in 2013, I actually um, moved to the Austin, Texas area. And that is when things really started to uh, take a turn in my life. That's when I really started uh, digging into who I am as a man and, and uh, the direction that I wanted my life to go. You know, it took a lot of work. And in that process, I realized that that I needed someone to, to kind of mentor me, someone that I could look up to. And um, so <clears throat> as life would have it, uh, I ended up finding, you know, a, a number of men who I looked up to that I could put myself around and learn from. Mm -hmm. Well, simultaneously, because I was finishing my degree uh, at Concordia University, and because I started college late and here I was in my mid thirties as a college student on campus using my GI bill um, to finish out school, you know, I was blessed that I was able to go full time and I had to work and do night school. So anyway, I was on campus all the time and I just realized that there were a bunch of younger guys who needed the same thing that I needed. And I knew that because of everything I had done uh, or experienced in life up to that point that um, not only was I being mentored by people I looked up to, but I also had um, something that I felt the younger men needed, which was experience mm -hmm. and, uh, a little bit of wisdom, maybe um, that I could help them with. And so <clears throat> I created an event. I said, Hey, I'm just going to bring a bunch of guys together. I'm going to uh, see, see how this happens. And for simplicity's sake, it was, uh, I just called it man camp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, super, simple, super generic. And so that's our event is, is man camp. And, you know, the first, the first event I hosted, uh, you know, it was around 12 to 15 guys coming, going, uh, coming and going throughout the course of an evening. It was just one evening. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, a year later, we ended up having over 30 men. Uh, in attendance. And that was just a, that was a one-nighter. Uh, so we're, it's a primitive event. We camp out and just hang out. Uh, and from there, it, just, it continued to grow. And so that uh, made me ask, you know, what do men need, but also what do they want? What's going to attract them to an event so that they can not only 
experience what they want, but they can experience what they need. Mm-hmm. And from there, we started creating a process that we walk men through over the course of a weekend when you have guest speakers come out. And then, uh, you know, they do small group breakouts, they do competitions, uh, everything from uh, three gun competitions to tug of war competitions. We have an obstacle course that we built now. Uh, this last event, we even did hog sacking. Uh, so <laughs> nice. we, we do a number of things. We're always mixing it up and making sure the guys have a good time while at, at the same time we're, we're doing some some real work out there. Uh, and, and that work is on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we really help men focus on themselves. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so for the actual nonprofit True North uh, Ministries in 2016, We've been running since we're, we're, uh, I guess we have about 19 guys on our team right now that help uh, operate things and make sure that the, the events run smoothly. So um, it, it's been good. It's been, it's been a good ride and it, it's been fulfilling. It's been stressful at times, you yep. know, and uh, when, when, as anyone, you know, any of your listeners that are business owners or entrepreneurs, whatever, uh, as they know, it, you know, there, there's times you run, run, run. Uh, and then there's times that you, you get a little break, you know, the times that you're running oftentimes can, especially in the beginning phases can be quite stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you're having to learn it all on your own, I was not, uh, I was not a business guy. <laughs> I had to learn everything. And so I've been bootstrapping it this entire time. And so I'm, I'm blessed to have some, some really good guys on my team now and, and for it to all be coming together uh, like it is, you know, it's certainly more than I've ever dreamt of, but at the same time, it's not, it's uh, we, we still have a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you said a lot of really awesome things there because I think in today's society, men, men learn from what, from what I see by doing things together by like for thousands of years, you would go and you would mentor with your son, father to son. You know what I mean? They would teach him a trade. They would do stuff. We would go into the wilderness and do things like that. So was that like kind of the idea you had gotten in the beginning with it? Was that you wanted to get men together to help mentor them to be better fathers, husbands, people in general, or to be better businessmen? What is the, is it like a whole thing for them or just do you have like a focus or how does that work? Yeah, great question. So <clears throat> I would say, so I grew up without a father. You know, I had a stepfather, but we didn't get along. We didn't, I didn't get to, he didn't really teach me too much. He taught me everything that I, I knew I didn't want to do. He taught, yeah. taught, me, to, taught me how I didn't want to be, right? Um, and so I had this idea, I guess back in 2000, probably 2009, maybe 2008, but I just had this idea uh, because of well let me explain it for i had this idea of starting uh what i was going to dub life school Mm -hmm. and this life school would be a school where men could go and they could learn all kinds of skills right because i didn't grow up with a father that knew how to do woodwork or welding or mechanics or hunting I didn't learn any of this. I see my friends doing it. I see mm-hmm. my friends' fathers teaching them how to do it. Everything I ever learned, I had to learn on my own. Everything, everything that I can do, pretty much I've learned on my own, or I've had to enlist someone in my corner that could teach me how to do it. And so I had this idea, well, I'm going to start a live school 
and we'll have this community where guys can go and they can learn whatever they want to learn, whatever skill set they want to learn, everything from mechanics uh, to arts, you know, whether it's uh, painting or whether it's music, writing songs, playing the guitar, um, you name it, anything mm-hmm. that they that they felt they were interested in that they could potentially do to make a living. Well, that never happened. Okay. But as I have continued to build man camp at true North, uh, the true North man organization, what I realize is that I'm still kind of doing the same thing, just in a different way. I'm now teaching men who they need to become mm-hmm. and how they tap into their true identity. And then we move into their purpose in life, what their vision is for their life, what their purpose is for their life. Then we can start kind of tapping into the skills. So we, so to go a little further into answering your question, yes, we host the Mad Camp events. We don't teach them life's or any kind of, I guess, tangible skills at the event because that is more of a, an event where they're going to come and they're going to just kind of do a lot of self-reflection in addition to the competitions. Um, but afterward, they, they do have the opportunity to plug into our our mastermind group, which is a ah, weekly perfect. meeting where we tap into different topics. So we'll do a monthly topic. And uh, now even that is not like, hey, we're going to do mechanics or, hey, the, we're going to do welding this month. It, it's uh, more intellectual topics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, reading, reading books, going over different um, intellectual things, whether it's business, whether it's um, <clears throat> mindset. This month is mindset. We'll, we'll be going over doing a deep dive into mindset. Um, but we do still plan on trying to incorporate some, some other little things into the program where we can teach guys tangible skills. So one thing that we've added uh, just this year is, is called uh, True North Tactical. Mm-hmm. And so once a month, we host an event where guys come out or they sign up, they have to register and we'll do a tactical training. And it's self-defense, it's trauma, you know, all kinds of things. And we bring in different experts uh, to teach these classes. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to offer these different um, classes as we, as we continue to grow and develop and have more, uh, more help and more experts at hand that can actually teach and mentor in those areas. No, that's good. I like it. So from what I'm hearing you say, it started out as a dream. You didn't have a father really in your life. So you wanted to give men the ability to learn skills, get better. And then you had that dream to begin with. Then it kind of turned into men bonding, skilling up in a different way and helping them become, you know, better people in whatever area they're going to be in. Like I've been in some masterminds. Most of the ones I've been in have been, you know, sales oriented. Cause that's kind of what I do. But um, yeah, I think like we talked about earlier, having a full um, spirit, soul and body connection, cause you're not just a salesperson. You're not just a father. Yeah. And I think that men need this. Like, so I commend you for that because there's a lot of, like, if you look online, there's a lot of groups for women. There's women have no problem getting together and doing stuff. But this seems to be like a place where men can go and be safe and learn and grow and, you know, become the person they want to be. So, like, you mentioned, like, skill levels and stuff or, like, reading and books like that. What what books would you recommend or 
have you guys been using in your curriculum? Yeah, so th this month uh, we're, we're going through, I believe it's Ryan Holiday's book, Ob The Obstacle is the Way. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to be going through that book to accompany uh, the, the, the topic of mindset. And then, uh, of course, we've done Atomic, ha Atomic Habits in yep, the past. That's and, uh, you know, as far as books that I'm reading personally right now, I'm uh, Business Made Simple. Uh, mm -hmm. Going through that book right now. And typically, I can only tackle one book at a time myself, especially when I'm reading something uh, for a group and I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. So I try not to read too many books at one time. But right. uh, I mean, I think uh, Obstacles Away is going to be a spectacular book. I've heard tons of good things about it. Business Made Simple has been uh, very good right now. Um, i trying to think of the last book that I, I just finished. Oh, uh, I just finished a book called Welcome to Management. Hmm, haven't read that one yet. Um, by Ryan Hawk. And he's actually been a guest on my show. So if you want to go take a, uh, you know, listen to that, that episode, I forget which number it is, but um, man, one of the absolute best episodes that I've ever had on True North Man podcast and reading his book uh, through now twice. Um, there's just so much in there. So many good nuggets in there. So I cannot uh, recommend that book highly enough. It, uh, definitely, if you've not read that one, you got you to gotta check yeah, it out. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I will check it out. Right now, I'm reading Extreme Ownership by okay, Jocko. And then I have Winning by Tim Grover. It's my next one. And then I have The Catalyst by, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. I just got that. So I have the next three books set up, but I would definitely add that to my list. I like reading. Yeah, I, I add every time someone highly recommends a book to me, I purchase it. Yep. And so I, I don't know how many books I have in my queue. I can't even begin to tell you how many are in my reading <laughs> queue. Uh, but yes, winning is, is one that I've not bought yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about that. So I'll be purchasing that one. I have read Extreme Ownership. That's a great book. Definitely worth revisiting. I've also got uh, Jocko's, uh, what is I think it's Leadership Strategies and Tactics. Mm -hmm. I think that's his next one. Yep. So I've got that one on the shelf as well. Uh, I attended an event that he hosted here in, in Austin mm -hmm. and they actually gave those books out at, at, to all the attendees there. So I'll be reading that one at some point. I like his stuff. Yeah, no, it's really good. Like I, I've been reading him just like, yeah, it's crazy. Like that whole, I'm working on the take complete ownership, whether or not I feel, cause you know how like you'll try to defend yourself when he talks about that. And I'm like, okay, I could defend myself in this situation or I could just take ownership even if it wasn't, you know, so I'm kind of going through that process with the book right now. Um, so let's dig a little bit deeper. Um, and, and I know a little bit more because I'm in your group and stuff and all. How much does, because I know this happens, does faith play into your group? Because through North Ministries, that mm -hmm. makes me think there's some faith element to it. So yeah. how does that affect it? And yeah, that's a great question. So I've been, I've purposely tried not to uh, let the group get too uh, too over spiritualized, mm -hmm. right? Because yep. I believe that it it can be very distasteful for those who do not share our faith. Um, now, that that does not mean that that I'm scared of sharing my faith. It does not mean um, that I'm hesitant or anything like that. It just means that. I understand that as, as Christians, um, we, we oftentimes can be, um, 
<laughs> we can be we're humans, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We can be repulsive. That we can leave a bad taste in people's mouths. And I do not want to do that. Not that talking about our faith can do that, but I don't want to open the door and just say, boom, mm-hmm. here's faith and spirituality. Um, because I believe that we have to build trust, right? Yep. Before some people are going to open up uh, to that discussion. And furthermore, I enjoy hearing from people that don't share the, the same faith that I hold. I, I enjoy hearing from people that don't hold my same beliefs. I enjoy mm-hmm. hearing from people that hold different perspectives because it, it teaches me how to respect other people, regardless of whether or not we agree on certain things. Right. And yep. uh, is that difficult at times? Absolutely. Uh, but it's necessary as, as wholesome, true North men who know who we are and know how we should be operating in this world and who know that our whole purpose should be attached to edifying and uplifting those around us and making mm-hmm. this world a better place. Well, I have to be able to how other people feel and what they think and where they're coming from. Even if I don't necessarily agree with it, uh, I still have to be able to respect them. And so the answer to your question, I am a believer. I am a Christian. I believe that Jesus Christ mm-hmm. shed his blood for our sins. He died. He rose again. And that because of that, all the negative stuff that I've done in the past is, is bad as some of it has been, has all been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, I am no longer that man. And I, I, do, I did not have to remain that man. I had an opportunity to become a new man and to make a new path and create a new life. And that's what I've done. And so that's my faith. And I'm willing to have those conversations with guys when the opportunity presents itself. You know? mm-hmm. So um, as far as the group is concerned, there are a number of guys in there who do share my same faith. And they are definitely a lot more vocal about it. They, you know, There's one guy who posts every single day without fail. He posts his thoughts on his his uh, reading for, mm-hmm. for the morning, you know, which is scripture. And I love it, you know, uh, but I would also like to see other guys in there who are posting things that are not scripturally related, because I know that sometimes that is what helps get people in the door. That's what gets conversations going. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, the, the, the group is, is uh, I have not dubbed it a Christian group. I don't want to dub it a Christian group, uh, but I think, I think the direction of our groups, if we host groups, oftentimes the the groups that we host are going to take the form, the shape and the values that their creator holds, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever the owner is holds. And so I think it's kind of obvious when people go in there that my values are are definitely attached to, uh, to scripture. Yeah. But what you said makes sense. Cause a lot of times, and I agree with you, I'm from up North. I've been down here for 10 years. And a lot of times Christians can come across, for lack of better words, um, harsh or brittle or not at least listening and bringing stuff in. And if you look at the life of Jesus and stuff that happened with that, he went to them and brought his you know, grace and faith to people. So it wasn't one of those, you have to go and say, I'm a Christian. You go and they'll know you by your love. And what you're doing with the true North man, at least from what I'm I'm hearing you is, you know, I have a group of guys 
we're getting together, we're becoming better men. Yes, it's based on Christian principles because I'm a Christian, but I'm not excluding you because you're not thinking how I think. So that's good. Yeah. I, I, I like that a lot. Um, so for you, what does true North man mean? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, so being a true North man is having a rock solid identity, a crystal clear vision, and living intentionally on purpose. So the, the bottom line, though, is that like the foundational component of being a true North man is knowing who you are. And then for those who are, who do share my same faith, it's knowing who you are because you've been created to be that way by a creator. Mm-hmm. Um, so there again, because, because I don't expect everyone to conform to the way I believe and, and the values that I hold, um, I don't necessarily say that it's who you are in Christ or it's right. who, you, who God, you know, who, who you are because God created you to be that way. Though I do strongly believe that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still believe that there are people out there who are non-believers um, that are still doing good things. Yep. They're, they're still living great lives. They're still making an impact in the world that is not necessarily a, a bad impact. It's a good impact. They're, they're, they're giving, they're serving, they're building up communities. Um, they love people. They accept mm-hmm. people. They're very kind. And so, I mean, I, I can't speak against that. Right. Because right. They're, they're, they're doing, they're doing good things. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it's all about knowing who we truly are because anything and everything we do in life is going to flow from who we are. And mm-hmm. so that is a true North man, a man who, who has a rock solid identity, crystal clear vision for his future and fulfills his purpose in this life. No, I love that. I love that a lot. That's good. So my question would be, cause I'm sure probably people in my audience are thinking this. Well, you know what, Paul, I don't know who I am yet. I kind of have an idea of who I want to be, or maybe they came from a background where they're just surviving. They're starting to make the move into it. How would you, or how would you help someone that came to you said, Hey, I don't really know how to be who I am or how do I find out who I am? What would you be your words of wisdom for them? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, I have, I've talked to a number of men uh, who, who are in this position. I believe a lot more men are in this position than we'll admit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because we're supposed to be uh, the big tough guy, right? We're supposed to be these providers and supposed to be protectors and um, if we if we engage in a moment of authenticity and vulnerability, then we oftentimes feel like that jeopardizes our ability to continue maintaining that stat- the status quo, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so this is really quite simple, although it's not. What the first thing we do is we ask a ton of questions. And the questions are not like about the world outside of us. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, we take guys through a process and we, we ask a number of questions. What about this? What about that? And I would say as far as guys who are really trying to tap into who they are, it's a matter of sitting down and saying, what is, what does my life look like right now? And what do I want it to look like? And then you ask, all right, why does my life look like it looks right now? Mm-hmm. And how is it going to look the way I want it to look? 
Okay. And then from there, once you know what you want it to look like, and you start figuring out how you how you're going to get there. Really, what it's all about is us saying, the only way I'm going to get what I want, the only way I'm going to deserve what I want is to become the person that I need to be in order to have what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're not becoming the person we, we need to be in order to deserve, to deserve it, we're, we're spinning our wheels, you know? And so um, I, I think your, your question is kind of like if we're directing it toward, let's say, purpose, right? Well, then we can ask a number of questions such as what are some injustices in the world that, that I would, you know, begin to, well, what are the injustices in the world that I, I would take care of? If, mm-hmm. if money were not a problem, money were not an issue, time were not an issue, um, gifts were not an issue, so on and so forth. Uh, the other thing is, I, I think it, it doesn't hurt for us to also look at um, what, what do I enjoy doing in life? You know, what? Like, what gives me energy? What gives me life? When I'm doing something and I lose track of time, what is it that I'm doing? Because I enjoy, you know, I enjoy it so much, I lose track of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can begin to ask questions like, well, what are my gifts? What am I naturally good at? And we can ask questions like, okay, well, I'm naturally good at this, but I also have skills that I have developed over time whether that's licenses or certifications or degrees Mm -hmm. or, you know, over time, you know, in time, you know, over time you you become like a phenomenal welder and always go back to the, to, to uh, working with our hands because I believe that um, most men, if they really figure out something that they're good at, they enjoy working with their hand, you know, Mm -hmm. once they find something they can do with their hands, because, so this goes back to my faith and I go to scripture that says that we were created in God's image. Okay. And if you think about uh, the Bible in the beginning, right. In Genesis, when he's creating, when he's creating creation, when he's creating mm-hmm. the earth, when he's creating humans and animals, and he kept saying, it is good. It is good. It is good. So you can almost see a theme there where he took pleasure in what he was creating. Mm-hmm. Well, if we are created in his image, we too are create. we're creators. Yep. So what are we creating around us? And then furthermore, when we look at what we're creating, you know, we get to look at it and we get to say, I did that. It is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we take joy in it. Right. Yep. Definitely. And, and, and so, yeah, I think uh, we, we, we got to start thinking, uh, uh, you know, thinking of different questions like that. Mm-hmm. And there, there's uh, there's a lot of things. I have a course that I, I created. It's called uh, Maximum Impact: Living Your VIP Life. And so we go through the process of really honing in on vision, identity, and purpose, and how we can make a positive impact in the world. Mm-hmm. No, and that's perfect because I think a lot of guys need someone they can talk to because they might have an idea or they may. A, don't know what they're good at, even though they are. They just never have asked themselves yeah. the question. B, yeah. having a safe space to open up with mm-hmm. guys that, you know, aren't going to smash you or whatever. Because, like, I grew up in the Midwest. So, like, we shared love in the Midwest by calling you names and messing with you. That's just kind of how it is. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it's that way down here, too. But Welcome being, to manhood. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being in a group of men that you can trust to have your back that can say, okay, no, Paul, I see this good in you. This is what I see kind of helps get people past their, I guess, fear or uncertainty. So that that's really good. Sure. And I loved what you said about we're creators. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent agree with that. When you do something, whether it's with your hands, writing a book, whatever, and you finish it, you have that awesome feeling because you are being a creator and that's what yeah, our father hey, same thing yeah yeah and that doesn't matter what our belief system is it doesn't matter if we believe in god or what if you attach it to the same scripture that i just attached it to it, or not it does not matter it, i don't care who you are if you build something with your hands and it's awesome you're yeah. going to look at it and you're going to be you're going to be fulfilled you're going to have this moment of utter joy it's going to be like yes mm -hmm. boom you're going to be proud of yourself, you know? So that, that doesn't matter. Yeah. With that being said, it does not matter what your faith is at that point. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I love about your group though, too. I mean, you're, you're confident in who you are, but you're inclusive in the fact that you'll bring different people, different ideas, different thoughts in. And, you know, you have that collective where you can learn from each other and not have the, you can't do this because you're X, Y, Z. So that, that's definitely yeah. a good thing there too. Yeah, I think I think the other thing is too. You've mentioned this a couple times now. Uh, a trusted community, mm -hmm. okay. And one of the things that we do at our events, I can't give all of our secrets away, right. but we open the weekend uh, with an exercise that makes absolute sure everybody out there can be trusted. Um, because we do, we value trust. We we value. The fact that there are going to be men out there, quite frankly, who are going to bring stuff up that they probably that quite, they have maybe never ever brought up with anyone else, mm -hmm. but because they're in this environment and because we do what we do, and we provide the support and the system that we do and the processes that we do, these men feel like they can like they can open up, and so it's important for us uh, to to make sure that we establish that trust in our community as well. And the other thing is, I was going to say, you mentioned like oftentimes it, it takes other people telling us that we're good at something before we even realize it, mm -hmm. you know, because the reality is like I can, there are some things that I am blind to. Yep. But when I have a relationship, when I build a relationship with another brother, he is not blind to it for whatever reason is because he's not in the, He's not in the mix. He's not in the fire. He's not in the forest. He's at, on the outside looking in. So there's going to, he's going to have a different perspective, a different landscape, and he'll be able to bring things up uh, that can help uh, sharpen and hone me and help me grow. So that being said, not only do I have a course uh, that's called Maximum Impact, I've also created uh, a survey that we as men can use and give to our trusted brothers. I call it the man maker survey mm -hmm. uh, because it's a man maker. It, it really is. It's like a, it's like a kick in the nuts <laughs> and a pat on the butt all at once. It's like, you know, cause it doesn't just ask, well, what am I good at? You know, there are questions on there that quite frankly, it's like, I know somebody's going to put answers on this question, on this question that is not going to feel good, but I'm going to take it on the chin because that's what's going to make me grow as a man. Mm -hmm. No, that's perfect. And you need men like that. I think that's yeah. probably one of the biggest lacking things I've seen um, in most men I know. They don't have a circle of brothers that they can connect with, trust, and, and grow with. So, And we're not done here, but I always like to do this in the middle. Um, tell us a little bit where we can find you about the camps, about your 
True North Ministries and all, where would people, if people were looking for Paul Beam and all, where would they look? Yeah, so as far as the organization goes, you can find everything on our website at uh, truenorthman.com. And then as far as myself, you can find me on Facebook at paulbeam81 or Instagram at paulbeamofficial. Those are the, really the only two platforms that I'm active on because social media is just a, a beast. It's a double-edged yep. sword. It's like a, a necessary evil. Um, but man, it, it is a time suck. And so I just do not have time to get on all these other platforms. So uh, Facebook and Instagram are the two platforms I'm most active. No, that's perfect. I'm with you. I'm on three. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and a little bit of TikTok. But that's just me uploading videos I did for Facebook and Instagram. So it's not extra work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there to make you go. It easy. Yeah. And then you have a podcast as well. And this is that True North podcast. Is that the name of it or? Uh, it's True North Man podcast. That's on Apple, Spotify, all all podcasting platforms uh you can find it anywhere uh that too can be found on our website but you know if you just want to go in your in your podcast whatever um app you have for podcasts you can type true north man and it'll pop up no i like that cool yeah follow him like comment share that's what we all need to get our podcast to get to more people and his stuff's great so getting back to the conversation what do you feel, because you deal with men all the time, are the like three biggest issues men are dealing with in today's society? Uh, three biggest issues. Well, yeah, I would say um, I would say connect the, I would say one would be connecting with other other men in a wholesome relationship and uh, a wholesome, way that actually provides uh the support that we need mm-hmm. um you know what the, there's three words we use for our events in our community and is challenge encourage and equip um men need to be challenged from time to time yeah my beliefs need to be challenged my perspective needs to be challenged if i'm acting like a knucklehead and i'm you know, not doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, or if I have put goals out there for myself and I'm not doing what I need to do to, uh, um, you know, accomplish those goals. Well, I need men in my life, quite frankly, who are willing to call me out, Yep. you know, and then encouragement is simple, right? We all, for the most part, everybody's encourager. Um, some people are better at it than others, but, uh, we need, we need to be encouraged. And then we need to be equipped. Like I said, that, that, that was the catalyst for me starting True North Man and Man Camp is um, really saying, man, I need a group of guys around me that I can learn from, mm-hmm. you know, not, not just life skills, but real skills. I need to learn accounting, you know, I need, I need to learn how to uh, farm and ranch, um, so on and so forth. So we can uh, be equipped. So it'd be around uh, other men who can equip us the proper tools that we need to be successful in life. And so um, I think because we're so busy nowadays, mm-hmm. because we're, we're so set on being that provider, uh, men get caught in the rat race and they forget to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that leads to the, to the next, uh, so, so community, lack of community. And the next thing is, um, not taking time out for ourselves. 
So that's why I call seeking uh, silence and solitude so that you can just be replenished, uh, be renewed, take time to actually treat yourself. And I don't mean treat yourself and go on a cruise or some sort of fancy vacation or anything like that. Just treat yourself to a moment of peace, mm-hmm. right? Too many men, once again, are in the hustle and bustle of life. We're running that rat race. We have this to do, that to do, this kiddo to run around, that kiddo to run around. We have our spouses, you know, that that need help and support. <clears throat> and so from time to time, finding that that moment where you can just check out and be be by yourself, be alone, unplug, unwind, mm-hmm. and, and renew your soul. Um, so that, that would be probably the second thing. And it's so important, right? Like during these times of silence and solitude, it's, it's just so important to make sure we have that because that's when we can truly tap in to who we are as men and how we've actually been uh, running this race. It's when we can actually wind down and say, all right, I've been, I've been caught up in this race for so long that I don't even know where I'm at right now. I need to take a moment to reorient myself. You know, how is life going? How am I feeling about it? What am I going to, what do I need to do differently? You know, where do I want to go in life? Uh, And that kind of, again, goes back to the whole identity, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring our identity and our purpose and then creating a vision for ourselves. Um, And so community, silence and solitude. And then I would say the third thing is, um if you you know if you wanted to pick a third thing uh i would say man that's a hard one it's mm-hmm. a hard to pick the third one <laughs> <laughs> no no and you hit you hit on a lot of things so while you're thinking on that I, I agree with you on the silence and solitude i go on walks on purpose because i know that if i get going too hard so like i'm in sales I do sales for a multi-billion dollar company. I've been in the grind for a long time. That's just been my world. But I found that if I slow down, I actually can speed up, meaning that I'll put my day in containers. So when I get home from work, I'm done with work. I'll take like an hour. I'll either do a workout. I'll go for a walk or do something that will refresh me so that when I'm with my kids, I can be with my kids. When I'm with my wife, I can be with my wife. And I think a lot of men, like you said, we get so focused on being the provider, we forget that we're a husband, a father, we're a person. It's okay that we take time for ourselves. I think men have a hard time with that because we always want to be the man. And sometimes we don't need to be the man. We need to just sit. And whether it's you're spiritual and you pray and meditate, or maybe you just sit and look at nature, whatever works for you to fill your soul, fill your cup, you definitely need to do that for sure. So, I mean, I agree hundred percent on that. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just like, while you're thinking, it's like, man, yeah, I got to, that's definitely important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think another thing that, that we're facing um, is just, it feels like there is this, this trend, right? Where, where men are kind of being labeled as something negative, whether it's uh, lazy, whether it's dumb, whether it's incapable, whether it's, uh, you know, you're, you're too macho or, you know, um, we have a lot of labels. There's a lot of stigmas around, around men right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, uh, I think it's important though. I think 
oftentimes when, when we have these when we have these things come up, we, we do have to take a serious look at them, even if all the claims aren't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. We have to take a look at them and ask how we contributed to it. And then we have to ask ourselves, well, if I contributed to this problem, and then how am I going to reverse it, right? right. What do I need to do to take ownership, mm-hmm. you know, like the book you're reading, yeah. uh, extreme ownership, how am I going to take ownership? What, am I, what do I need to do differently moving forward in order to mend things, you know, mend it or bridge the gap. Um, now, if we didn't have anything to do with it, we're like, well, this is just totally fabricated. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter. We, we still have responsibility and need to take ownership for our reaction to it. Right. And the reaction uh, to things, I think uh, maybe no one else knows what this is like to react poorly uh, when you're communicating with your spouse, oh, I do. but I've done that a time or two. Right. Yep. And so we know that when we react poorly, uh, to negativity around us or false claims, we know that that just gives, uh, the, the opposite side more ammunition to throw back at us. And so I think we, we really have to, to take a long, hard look at ourselves as a whole, mm-hmm. a masculine whole, right. Um, the man, the, the men's community, the male community and say, how can we do things a little differently, but also say, well, what have we been doing? Well, mm-hmm. you know, and continue to do the things well that we've been doing well, but then kind of shift the tides uh, on the other side, right? Like I know for a fact that we can be knuckleheads as men, right? So let's just figure out where we've been knuckleheads, where we've been uh, harsh, where we've been, um, maybe not so sensitive, not so understanding and, you know, try to try to adjust the cells a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, I do believe that there's a, uh, there, there is definitely a, a movement against men. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, there's a couple ways I'm seeing us handling. We either, we either overdo it or we, uh, we just throw our hands up in the air and just let people let, let it kind of run over us. Right. We, we just yeah. uh, try to neglect the responsibility that we should be taking um, again, extreme ownership. Yeah. Right. And so I think the middle ground there though, is, you know, to, to take it on the chin, mm-hmm. but also not, not, not take it on the chin so much that it's like, we're a victim because I believe we can easily fall into the victimhood mindset uh, where we're saying, you know, we're, we're saying, well, this is untrue and so on and so forth. And we just kind of give up or we even use the victim language, right? Words are powerful. Mm-hmm. So what kind of language are we using to coach ourselves uh, moving forward to, to uh, help the situation rather than hinder the situation? Yeah. Well, and I think you're right. I think there is an assault on manhood in general right now. And I think it has to be a balance because like you were saying, we can either be the fight response or the flight response. But in reality, we need to have a logical response. Okay, cool. Am I doing the things they're saying? Yes or no. If it's yes, and I need to fix them. If I'm not, then no, that's fine. But I need to be understanding of maybe where their viewpoint is coming from, because sometimes people project on you, even though it's not about. Um, And then having groups like yours that train men to be men. Because if you look at the media, at least from when I see the media, they make fun of guys, they mess with them. You, you've seen all the difference yeah. of dads are the jokes or whatever. 
And I think mm-hmm. that there, there has to be a, a happy balance because a lot of guys, I think, just give up. Or, and they shouldn't, but I mean, they're just like, there's no point. What am I going to do? They're just going to still be that way. So I agree with you. You have to find a way yeah. to, you know, get that happy medium, which again goes yeah, to being yeah. a true North man. For sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, prime example, you know, you brought it up that, you know, there's jokes about dads. Well, uh, just think of the, the, there, there's a prevalent one out there, right. That you see memes and stuff on our jokes about it all the time. The dad bod. Yeah. Right. So, so we throw that around so whimsically, um, but we do so to our detriment because mm-hmm. there again, it becomes a mindset. Well, I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a little overweight, but, but then we excuse ourselves, right? I'm a dad, but you know, I work and this and that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm fat, but it is, it is what it is, right? Well, no, nope. not really. And you just become a victim to BS is what you've done. So um, and then and our we, women we, don't like it either. <laughs> they don't yeah, like exactly, it. Yeah. Dad our, Let's be honest. Our, <laughs> yeah, our wives do not. Yes, yes. <laughs> women, trust me, they may continue to love us and they will be there till death do us part. Mm-hmm. And they are loyal and loving. But at the end of the day, they would much rather have a healthy, fit man mm-hmm. than a, a fat man that's a slob. Right. 100% agree. <laughs> I've been I know that, 20 mean, years, that may seem harsh too. So let, let, let me preface <laughs> it with this. Like there may be some overweight men out there mm-hmm. and that's okay momentarily. Right. But you have to make that decision. Do I want to be healthy or I'm okay like this? Mm-hmm. If I'm okay being like this, is my wife okay with me being like this? Is Are my children okay with me being like this? And furthermore, if you're okay being like that, well, you may want to question where you're at with your mindset and your heart set, right? Because the reality is if you can't get up off the couch and play football with your children, you're missing well, out. Yeah. There's a problem with that. You know, if you can't, if you can't, you know, okay, I won't go there, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll go there. I have no problem going there. I actually have a funny story on this. We went to Disney, uh, 2018, right? I was 210 pounds, overweight, tired for me, because I'm a small frame dude. Um, I'm like 6'1", and we went there, and my wife was in shape. She's all good to go. Kids are running around, and we get home, and and while I'm there, I'm like super tired, like sweating, got the the swamp leg thing and everything. We get back, and I look in the picture, and I'm like, who is the fat guy? Why did I allow myself to get to that point? Mm -hmm. And from there, I went, and I like cut down to like 168. Now I'm about 180, and I've been like staying – fit and consistent. So I'm not saying that nice. people have to be like ripped, like fighter weight or something, yeah, but being yeah. healthy for you. So you can, like you mm-hmm. said, do stuff with your kids, go out with your wife and not have to wear your shirt untucked because you can't get it in your pants. I mean, it just yeah. doing things that make you healthy. So you can walk your daughter down the aisle, like Ed Milet says, or do stuff with your son. I think that's important. We neglect again, going back to not neglecting ourselves, your health matters. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, just thinking, thinking of it on another level, like, like I know for a fact that if my boys have a dad that is fit and in shape, there, that's something for them to be proud of. Whereas if they have a dad that shows up to their football games or their activities, that's fat and overweight, I guarantee you they're kind of a little embarrassed about it. Yep. And do I want my boys to be embarrassed? Absolutely not. 
And so what am I, what do I need to do? I need to, I need to stay fit. And I know it's not all about what people think about us, but come on, at the end of the day, if, if we're unhealthy and we're, we're griping or pointing the finger at someone else saying, well, they're, they're just, uh, whatever, they're just being judgmental. We're excusing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're making excuses. That, that's it. At the end of the day, if we're unhealthy and we can't take a little bit of criticism or something. Well, that's because we're just trying to excuse ourselves. We're trying to make an excuse to remain lazy and continue in the habits and the lifestyle that we've been in. That being said, I also want to let people know, like I am not in the best shape right now. I just, I've had back-to-back surgeries in the last Mm -hmm. six months and I have like totally lost track of my health and fitness. So what am I, what have I been doing since I've been able to get back in the gym after my neck surgery? Well, I'm now back in the gym, mm-hmm. lifting weights again, you know, I'm trying to eat better now. Um, and I feel every bit of it, but I yep. know that after a couple of months or a few months, I'm going to feel so much better mentally, emotionally. I know it's going to help my depression. I know how it's going to help my stress and anxiety. Um, I know that when I look in the mirror, I'm going to feel better about myself. It's going to impact the way that I show up in the world mm-hmm. whenever I get back to where I once was. Yeah. And we all run into obstacles. Like I had a really good yeah. friend pass back in September and it got me off track. I gained like 10 pounds and just went off the, not off the deep end, but just like I wasn't eating right. I was doing more things I shouldn't be doing. I wasn't exercising. And I got to the point again, okay, crap, I need to get back into shape. It's just realizing where you're at and moving forward with it. I mean, I'll hundred percent, hundred percent support anyone that's trying, whether they're yeah, 500 yeah. pounds or maybe they need to gain weight, whatever. It's not about that. It's about making sure you're putting in the effort to the degree you can. I think that that's kind of what we're talking about here. So we're not like saying, Oh, you're overweight. You're bad. We've been there. Like I've been yeah. there. You've been there. That's not like a negative. It's just, sometimes you just got to shake yourself and say, okay, I'm going to make these changes. Yeah, yeah, there, there's always exceptions to the rule, right? I mean, if you're if you're sick, if you're, you know, if you got something going on that you need help with, uh, for, you, need, you need, you know, medical help with, there's always an exception to the rule. And, and so I think, and you're right, like I just had, in December I had a surgery and then I just had neck surgery. I had fusion in C6 and C7. Uh, I'm about to have to have surgery on my knee to have the uh, MCL, PCL, and meniscus repaired. Uh, and uh, January, I had a I had a wreck and a Can Am accident, which is mm-hmm. what led to my neck surgery and my knee surgery. And so, life has kind of thrown some things at me over the last six months that have prohibited me from being in the gym consistently and staying healthy consistently. But guess what? All these accidents have done they, they've debilitated me to the degree that i haven't been able to use my body the way i once was able to and they've also made me sit on the sideline long enough to say what is going on here to look at my myself and say wow even before these accidents happened i still wasn't in near as good a shape as i would like to be so that i could function to the the degree i want to and so i was able to take a look and say I'm not happy like this. I need to change some things. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what it's all about. We just need to be able to take a look at our life in different areas. I mean, there's everything from intellectual to spiritual to emotional 
um, our relation, relational, um, you know, there are these different areas of lives that we need to look at and we need to ask ourselves, what can I do differently? How can, how can it be better? You know, mm-hmm. I always tell men, grade yourself, like in your relationships on a scale of one to 10, what are all your relationships like? Where would you grade yourself? Are they perfect? Are they perfect 10? Or are they five? Or are they a one? If they're a five, cool. All right. How are we going to make them a six? Yep. And how are we going to make them a seven? Then how are we going to make them an eight? Just incremental steps. Atomic Habits talks about 1% difference, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not all going to happen at once, but it's not going to happen at all unless we're willing to sit back and ask ourselves some of the harder questions yeah. and wrap our minds around it, which is going to require silence and solitude. It's mm-hmm. going to require us to get alone with ourselves and be comfortable with ourselves long enough that we can ask these questions and contemplate on them and really start doing the work that is required in order to answer those questions and then make the changes necessary. Yeah, no, I agree, Paul. Move the needle a little bit each week. Just yeah. a little bit, like three things. If you can do three things a week that move that needle, that's a lot better than thinking about it, complaining about it, or just not taking action. Um, as we wrap up here, and this has been really good. I've loved this. We'll have to have you back on because I'm sure there's a lot more deeper way we can sure. go with this. Um, I'm just going to ask you my last question. Uh, so this will be the first episode. I didn't ask the other ones, but that's fine because I've loved how this went. Um, say everyone just came onto the podcast right now. They did not get to hear the last about hour that we've talked. What would you give to a man or woman, anyone listening to this podcast as a guide or an encouragement moving forward to become the best person they are from you? What would be your words of wisdom to them? Hmm. Uh, I would say action is everything. And identity is the foundation to everything the identity is going to help us understand where we're going and how we're going there how we're getting there action is going to help us understand uh you know the adjustments that we need to make along the way so figure out who we are that's the that is the absolute most important thing that anyone could do think about it most of the mistakes we make in life the bigger decisions that we make are simply a reflection of who we are. Mm-hmm. They're simply a reflection of us being a certain person in a certain moment and making a certain decision. And then later on figuring out that maybe that was not the right decision. Yep. Right. And so figure out who you are. And then from there, you can figure out what you need to do. And you're not always going to know the exact step you need to take. You just need to take a step. And you'll figure out if it's the right or the wrong one and you can adjust course from there. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you again for being on the show, Paul. I really appreciate it. Um, guys, check out his stuff. True North Man Ministries, True North Man Camps, your podcast. What was the name of your podcast again? Because I messed it up last time. Uh, True, Mo- True North Man. Yeah. True North yeah. Man podcast on Apple, Spotify. Check it out. Thank you again for being on the 150K podcast where we help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. If you get a chance, check me out my other podcast on Apple and Spotify. I read the comments, the reviews, the likes. Let me know what you think, and we'll talk to you next time on the next show. Thank you so much.